We're in for a change with Siri, Apple's virtual assistant, but is it the change that we really need? On this episode of the Macworld Podcast, we're talking about Siri as we approach a future filled with tools based on artificial intelligence. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Roman Loyola here with Karen Haslam. Hello. And David Price. Hello. Apple's WWDC happened about a month ago, and we thought this week we'd talk about the state of Siri. You'd think that with all the talk about artificial intelligence lately in the tech community, Apple might be up to something. But as David pointed out in a recent article, the Siri announcements seem a little misguided. It didn't seem like we got a whole lot during WWDC that specifically pointed at Siri. As far as I remember, there was only two things. I don't know if anybody picked up any more. Um, but there was there was the one was um, Siri's going to be a bit better at uh, responding to multiple commands without having to be freshly sort of primed each time. So you could sort of say, where where is this journey headed to? And then you could say, and when will we get there? You know, that sort of idea of right. natural language sequential questions but that's something that alexa already does i think google assistant already does uh, and the other one was that they're going to change it so that it's not hey siri oh, by the way we're gonna to have to be really careful while we record this <laughs> i think right. all of my devices have just been set off so can i just propose first of all that we uh from now on we say hey tim cook yeah i think our listeners would uh, our listeners would appreciate that too so yeah <laughs> Yeah, the other one is that, hey, Tim Cook is now just going to be Tim Cook, um, which I think is going to make false positives, uh, false alarms much, much more common. And I'm I'm very alarmed by that. But you said yeah, that there, just there, the there word was... sorry might trigger Siri, mightn't it? Yeah, I've, I've definitely had that. Like, even with the current trigger phrase, hey, Tim Cook, um, it, my, my Apple Watch is constantly bothering me going oh, david what do, what do you want david and i haven't said anything remotely close to the trigger phrase and if you take if you take one third of the trigger phrase off it, i don't see how that's ever a good idea like the time saving is almost non-existent but the potential for false positives i think is huge but i guess we will see what it's like i don't understand the reasoning behind eliminating the hay because in a way, it's become kind of a marketing brand, makes it a marquee in, in, in some sort of way, because it differentiates it from the others. I mean, the name alone differentiates it, but there's a little more emphasis with the hey. It's like if you use a lot of devices, then you're forever saying Alexa when you mean Siri. And at least if you've got the extra word with Siri, it's kind of like triggers your brain. <laughs> is there one of the other voice assistants that is only the name of it? If you want to trigger is Alexa, it, you just say Alexa. Is the other one, okay, is it OK Google? So that one does have an extra word? Because it it's possible that Apple is, is following other people's lead on this, I suppose. Right. I've not used um, the Google one, but I had been using Alexa quite a lot because I got so fed up with my HomePod that I switched to an old Alexa. Before Alexa, Alexa went wrong, would always but... play what I wanted it to play. Before, my HomePod would rarely play what I wanted. I got frustrated because I just wanted to listen to the radio on it. And every time I asked it to play the radio, it would just be like, sorry, I can't do that. Or it would just play something completely random. Since I've been using it this week, it's actually been doing it. 
So it feels like something's changed. Some of the things that I think Alexa does better might be because it's a skill that's associated with it. So, like, for example, you can order pizza on Alexa, yeah? But that's because there's right. a skill that ties into, like, Domino's or something like that that lets you order pizza on Alexa. You couldn't do that on Siri because Apple doesn't have those kind of, like, nobody's writing these things for Apple to use with oh, Siri, wow. yeah? Or maybe they've made it possible, but nobody's doing it. You know, there is a, a Siri API, isn't there? But it's not like... It's it's weird, though, because normally Apple is, is very good at sort of corralling its developers into building stuff for its system. So that, that sort of surprises but then, me. But... So I think that's what's held it back, is that nobody's built any third-party stuff around it to let it do anything more than just play your music. My, my issue with it is more fundamental, that it just... The things it does, it doesn't do accurately enough i think it's an execution thing rather than a feature set thing although you're absolutely right i mean the feature set is not as good as the equivalent rival voice assistants and that is a bad thing but that's not the killer thing the killer thing is that you ask things and it doesn't understand you and i don't know if that's specific to certain accents i mean i think one of the comments we might be talking about later is, is relating to that I got one comment that I don't think I did forward to you because it was quite aggressive. But uh, what I did take from it was that the person that sent the message thought that Siri was absolutely fine. And I and I find that really hard to understand. But I think the issue is that it's a very subjective tool because it relates to the voice and the way you speak and your diction and so on. Then some people will have just completely different experiences with it. Like, it's, you know, have an iPhone and I write a review of an iPhone most people that pick it up will go, yes, I see what David meant because of this and this. But with Siri, somebody you meet might think that Siri is the greatest voice assistant ever because they happen to have, I don't know if it, you need to have a local Cupertino accent. I don't know if that, that would fix it. But my accent, and I don't think I speak very unclearly, uh, maybe because I'm on a podcast, I'm trying to speak properly, but it's Siri just doesn't understand, regularly doesn't understand the things I say. And Worse than that, and this is this is probably good, I'm going to repeat myself a lot about this, but worse than being inaccurate, it guesses. So I had I had I had an experience yesterday that I wanted to mention. This is since I wrote all those articles, I've wrote many articles complaining about Siri. Yesterday, I asked my HomePod to play the track Cinnamon, the Nina Simone song, but I asked it to play Cinnamon by 16 Horsepower. It's a cover version. It's very good, um, and it said now playing video games by Lana Del Rey. And I don't know where that sort of confidence comes from, that Cinnamon and video games are slightly similar, but then you'd think it would immediately go, well, he clearly didn't say Lana Del Rey, so maybe we should sort of play it safe. It doesn't have anything like that. It just plows ahead, complete confidence. Here is a random song. It's infuriating. And I think I've been told I have a California accent. I do experience a lot of mistakes from Siri as well. So just you do have a make a good point in terms of like people's experiences. Like I only use Siri for really basic stuff, like to tell it to set a timer. It's, even, it's great at that. I will. I totally back you on that. Yeah, just simple things like that. And I don't even say "Hey Tim Cook, set a timer." I just say "Hey Tim Cook, fifteen minutes." And it knows that I want a 15-minute timer. My daughter so discovered I, that. We we have this yeah. thing where when she's in the bath, she's allowed to set a timer for how long she's got left. And she has 
the, the instinct of a child has been gradually stripping down what she says, sort of systematically yeah. finding out. And it is good at that, you know, really minimal language it can work out. Yeah. So I've discovered that the fewer things you say, the fewer chances of introducing a misinterpretation. And Siri can somehow parse out and plow ahead, as you put it, and assume, make an assumption of what you want. And I've found that it's correct most of the time. But that's the thing. No one thinks that way. So it is kind of an unintuitive interface in, in that aspect. I was thinking, because when you first set it up, you're supposed to be able to train Siri to understand you, aren't you? It goes through a few phrases and stuff like that. Is it that we all did that so long ago, it's forgotten, or it, it wasn't trained on the newest version or something like that? Could that be what would help it? It would be good if they introduced a feature where you could retrain it. Like in case your voice has changed or in case you've got a cold or something, you can say, well, here's my current voice. I, I don't know if it has any ability to train as it goes along. Like it should be able to because it's, if, if anything, it's gaining a larger data set the more you use it. So it should get more. I'm not sure if that would mean some sort of privacy implication that it's having to save recordings of you or something. But When you set it up, you can. I'm sure you can say if you want your, for it to be used for machine learning and like the this, this sort of queries you ask and things like that. But then they got into all that trouble a few years ago, didn't they, when it turned out people were listening in because they were learning from it. Yeah, yeah there are implications for that. It's a bit more complicated than, than we might think. But then we've got all this um, amazing AI technology, you know, that's developing... Yeah, the AI aspect of it is the most yeah. disappointing because I think about this a lot about when I open my iPhone and there's there's various widgets you can get that, that suggest apps. And when, when you do the swipe down from the top for search, it suggests app then. I find iOS really smart at that. Whatever clues it's getting, it, the app I'm looking for is weirdly nearly always there. It predicts my behavior and that's great. And I don't understand. And, and I think Apple quite often brands those sorts of features under the name Siri, even though there's no voice uh, recognition element of it so that suggests that it's the same business unit or whatever working on these ideas and yet when we get you get that example i gave where it decided to play a lana del rey track and it should know that as far as i'm aware i've never listened to lana del rey and i've certainly never listened to that song and i have listened to the band 16 horsepower and you'd think that there would be some element of ai involved that would go oh, well of the two maybe he's more likely to play uh, a band that he likes than one he's never played in his life. But yet there's a weird contrast. iOS is really smart in some respects. And in this sense, if we think of Siri as part of iOS, or you know, Siri is not smart at working out what songs you want to play. And I don't understand who dropped the ball there. It's, I wonder if Siri sometimes, I wonder if it's working out what we want based on what the masses want rather than people like us. You know, sometimes it plays a song and I think, yeah, like you, I think, why on earth would it even think I'd like that? But then you think it's probably a really popular song. So maybe that's why it's gone for that. I asked Siri yeah. once to play uh, You're So Vain, you know, the Carly Simon song, and it played the, a, a live version. Of, I don't know how many live versions there are. I didn't play the studio version that everybody listens to. And and it, a particularly quite bad uh, live version. The bass was very poorly mixed and you couldn't really hear the vocals. And I thought... Who would ever want that rather than the studio version that everybody listens to? I just, it, it baffles me, the thinking there. And you compare that to the brilliance of, of the sort of machine learning powered decisions iOS makes in other areas. I just don't get it. Well, speaking of thinking, Carl J. Doby 
commented about Siri. He said that the reason it appears that Apple doesn't really care about Siri is because Apple is on the cusp of developing their own AI infrastructure to compete with ChatGPT and Google, etc. Siri will get folded into this whole new AI platform that Apple is developing. Will it just make Siri better or will it make Siri do more things? Because I honestly think part of the problem with Siri right now isn't just it, that it can't understand us half the time. It's just it doesn't do very much. Like, what do we use Siri for? On our HomePods, we use it to play music. We use it to set timers. On our phones, you know, we might say, what was our last, uh, when, when's, our, when's our next appointment or something like that. And on our Macs, it's quite, I never really use it, but it can be quite handy for like, on a Mac, you can click Siri and you can say open mail or you can say, you know, turn up the brightness or something like that. And it saves you going through a few menus. But then earlier I tried that and I, I said, I asked it to open pages and it said that it couldn't find, it couldn't find any apps called pages. Did I want to go to the app store? Pages, the app I use all the time on the Mac. I, I wonder if one possibility of the, you know, this idea that there's a secret project going on, which I'm sure that, I'm sure they are working on it. It's just a question of whether it will ever sort of ship. I wonder if they're thinking about rebranding. Like is, is the Siri brand, uh, poisoned? You know, are they going to think, People now associate Siri with, I've now deleted all your contacts, you know, like in all the jokes. And they're going to think, well, here is our new thing. You know, there was that rumor of Operation Bobcat. So let's say that they decide to make it Bobcat and they go, right, now you just have to say Bobcat, which seems like a good phrase as well, by the way, even without a hey. And it will, and all of the AI work that I've done, layered presumably on top of Siri's basic framework, will then be rolled out as this new thing to tell people, to, to reassure people you know, Siri was rubbish. Well, this is Bobcat. This is a new thing. I'm just trying to think of, of justifications for why they haven't said anything, why they haven't made any improvement. At WWDC, Apple avoided using the term AI and artificial intelligence. And they always referred to that kind of technology as machine learning. So it's, it's evident that Apple's pretty sensitive about the branding of this kind of technology and machine learning actually is probably maybe even technically more accurate than artificial intelligence bob williams one of our readers he wrote to say it's mystifying that apple continues to sully its reputation for excellent products by muddling along with a product that is vastly inferior to to alexa I often ask why any Apple employee would accept a role working on Siri. Can you imagine the conversation with friends? I mean, really, wouldn't anybody be ashamed to say they worked on Siri? That's a little harsh, but I guess I can understand this point. I, I assume that those conversations would be somebody saying, do you work for Siri? And the other person saying, sorry, I don't understand you. Because it's, you know... <laughs> But he is right, though. I mean, it, it must be an embarrassing part of the company to work for because it's so rubbish. But maybe now's the time to be working on something like that because with all the new changes coming in AI, you know, all the sort of hype around chat, GPT, all of that stuff, you know, to be working with natural language and to be working with, like, generative AI and all of that stuff, they're all buzzwords that people, you know, actually maybe it's not a bad place to be working and also you know it's good to work for something that needs a bit of help isn't it like you've got a real challenge but some people enjoy that so i wonder if the reason they didn't mention ai is because people don't like the idea of ai and they think it's going to take their jobs and all the rest of it i don't know if that's just me speaking as a paranoid journalist 
The term AI, I think, has a slight sinister ring. And maybe if you say machine learning, then it makes it a bit clearer that it's uh, it's just a load of statistical analysis, really, and you're all right. If you combine people's fear of Siri's listening to us all the time or Alexa's listening to us all the time and all of those sort of those kind of fears that people had, and then you add the robots and you say AI is going to... All these stories right now about how, like... AI is going to kill us all within a decade and all of this. You know, you mix that with a, a speaker that's listening to you all the time. We won't be able to talk about the robot yeah. uprising because they'll come and get us. They will. And then when they do come to get us, they'll remember all the times we were rude to Siri, which I am a lot, I will be honest. I should bring up that uh, our colleague Jason Cross has been using iOS 17, the beta, and he has mentioned uh, a few times to me that he is kind of surprised at how well Siri has been done in iOS 17. He's not, it's, he, he's hesitated to say that it's improved because he hasn't done any like, you know, hard testing or to compare Siri on iOS 16 to iOS 17, but he's gotten the general impression that it's better understands its phrasing better uh it's it's more responsive it's been right more often than than not but it's very pleasing though i mean if jason thinks it's it's looking good in the beta that's i guess a thumbs up for me that's very pleasing there well it's quite possible that siri is going to be one of those things where it gets better and apple won't tell us that it gets better the only way we know it gets better is if we use it i want a public apology i want it to be like maps Remember where they came out and they said, we're really sorry, Maps is rubbish, we fired Scott Forstall, it's going to be better now. Was that why he got fired? I'm sorry, I sh- this is probably libelous stuff, I shouldn't be saying it. But, um, but they, admitted it, they admitted it wasn't a very good function and, and did it better. And that's what I want with Siri. I, I don't want people to just subtly improve it, which I don't really believe for a second, by the way, because it's been getting worse. I remember... Again, this is the subjectivity thing I mentioned before, because Karen says it's actually improved over a few years for you, Karen. But for me, I remember Siri being better. And now it more often gets it wrong. It more often guesses. It more often says things like, I can't do that. I'm just going to run a web search. Here's the result. Would it be possible that the bar has lowered? Because as it's been reported, uh, Amazon has cut down on its Alexa development. Google cut down on its Google Assistant development. And I think we're seeing more reports of those assistants not being as good as they used to be. Uh, Let me go through a couple of other reader comments that we received. Uh, Sten Lundqvist from Sweden sent us his thoughts in Swedish. Uh, I used Google to translate it, made some edits to address what I think is Sten's point. So my apologies if I made any misinterpretations. Uh, Sten wrote, Siri is a terrible disaster. Yes. (laughs) If there's a microscopic possibility of misunderstanding, Siri fully invests itself into it. It fills the room with hellish music and noise of the worst kind. And then Sten wrote something that was translated to, you have to throw yourself over the suspension, which I think is supposed to say either you have to suspend your belief with it or it makes you want to jump off a bridge, or it makes you want to throw Siri off a bridge. 
Anyways, that was Stan's uh, comments translated from Swedish. Clearly, Siri's no better at Swedish than English or American English. Sure. Sounds even worse. He's the he's the one guy that hates Siri even more than me. That point about filling a room with hellish noise, while quite melodramatic, <laughs> that's a really good point because if it plays the wrong uh, the wrong song, you can't then tell it to stop playing without having to go through the same process. So what Apple needs to do is to put functions as fundamental as stop playing on device. But in my house, I don't have a great internet connection, which doesn't explain why it gets things wrong. I'm not having that as an excuse for it, but I haven't got a great internet connection. So when it plays the wrong song and I say, hey, Tim Cook, stop playing, it then has to think about it. So it's I, I do share that that feeling that when it's the wrong song, and particularly if it's a really bad wrong song, it's then in your, in your room and you have no way of stopping it because it's still thinking about how to stop. It's awful. It is a disaster. It's terrible. And they need to make that an on-device command that they can decipher. Because sometimes yeah, you say, hey, Siri, stop. It might be playing an alarm. Oh, don't you dare. I shouldn't have said that. And it'll, it'll just, um, it'll be like, sorry, there's nothing to stop. <laughs> You're like, you're blaring music out, or there's an alarm going off. What do you mean there's nothing to stop? I think you've just turned off the music. My wife is playing upstairs. <laughs> she just told me I don't have any alarms. Thank you. A couple more comments. Bao E. Gillian tweeted, when first released, I can see how it might grow, but it's gone backwards since. Most requests are now met with, I'm sorry, I can't find a contact. Whatever I asked for in your address book, it's hopeless. Mad McGowan tweeted, I have arguments with Siri on a daily basis. Being Scottish doesn't help when it comes to voice assistance, to be fair, but I still don't understand why it can't play the album Queen 2 when I ask it to. Gus Pistolis wrote, how do we mount a grassroots effort to get Apple to create a better, if not new Siri? I think the, the, the bigger question is there, providing feedback for Siri for the UI encounters that we have with it. I don't actually know how we would do that. I mean, when you use betas with Apple, there's a feedback assistant. That's not what a typical user uses. They don't use betas. They don't have access to that. Apple has a forum, a support forum, but I don't think the proper people are looking at that to get feedback on Siri. You'd hope that there would be some automated thing where, I know I keep fixating on music here, but anytime somebody asks tim cook to play a song and then desperately says stop playing within 10 seconds of it starting then you would hope that there'll be a system where that would be registered as a failure let's just say not necessarily you didn't necessarily get it wrong maybe they changed their mind but you should you, statistically you should be logging these and uh just so it seems like we need to balance out all the uh siri hate that we've been talking about here's this tweet from michael buckaloo Macworld hates something about Apple and will hate something new tomorrow. Yeah, fair enough. I think it's important that because we've got voice and because in theory, Apple might listen to something we've said, you know, we, we have a duty to make the things that can change for the better happen. You know, we can actually, if we can influence, if all we ever talk about is the good stuff, we're not doing anyone a favor other than Apple. Well, I, I didn't mean to jump off onto a different topic uh, and to make it seem like we're super sensitive about it. But uh, I think people forget, or pe maybe people don't even know that people seem to sometimes think we're, we're even part of Apple. We are actually advocates for the user, 
we try to help with the user experience. And sometimes that means we say something that might be contrary to what Apple would like us to say. Because we're advocating for the user. We want a better user experience. So I hope that gives some listeners perspective as to where Macworld comes from. I mean, we're, we're happy to praise Apple as well when they do something that benefits the user. So if Apple were to improve Siri, which seems like they might be doing with iOS 17, we'll be the first ones in line to say, hey, this is great. And then help people make the most of those features. But at the same time, if people are having problems or difficulties, then we're there to help them solve those problems and difficulties. And if that just happens to be Siri not working very well, then we can maybe point them to doing the setup again or something like that, like I was saying. Or, you know, we say in an editorial what we think. And hopefully that means Apple listens. But as Michael points out, they'll fix Siri and then we'll just find something else to complain about. I do like complaining. He's got me there. That does it for this episode of the Macworld Podcast, episode 848. Thanks to Karen Haslow. Thank you. Thanks to David Price. Thanks, Raymond. And thanks to you, the audience. Thank you for tuning in. You can subscribe to the Macworld Podcast in the podcast app on Spotify or through any other podcast app. If you have any comments or questions, send us an email at podcast at macworld.com or contact us through Twitter. That's at Macworld or on the Macworld Facebook page. Join us in the next episode of the Macworld Podcast as we talk about the latest in the world of Apple. See you next time. Mm-hmm.